0: Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by Vance, in front of the ranger, Todd on speakerphone, just us three this time. Uh, In front of Vance is a whole box of finished Raptors. Uh, If you hear them clinking together, he is organizing them into colors and size, and uh, just to get it ready for show season. Um, This podcast brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products, fattyzmuskie.com. Fatty Z Musky Products on Facebook. I've been pretty lackadaisical on keeping the Facebook page going. I probably should do something. But you should. I should. Um, Keep up with the times. I am. I'm, getting, I'm falling behind. And then uh, Todd Young on Facebook. Find him. Friend him. If you're holding a musky in the photo, he'll friend you back.
1: Very Pro- selective.
0: Yes. Very selective. <laughs> probably he'll friend you even if you're not holding a musky. But uh, give it a shot. Be friends with him. He's also uh, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides on Facebook and mcfishingguides.com. You want to catch a muskie, you go with him. Insane numbers. Crazy. Um, We probably... It's getting close to show season, as I just mentioned. We have, uh, like, that big box of baits. I don't have to say it again. Uh, Todd is going to give out the dates, because he has them written down in front of him, of the shows that we will be attending. So if you're in the area... And you're going to go, swing in, say hi, talk to us, tell us how much you like, dislike, any anything about the podcast. Uh, we're willing to hear. Maybe we'll have you on. So, uh, Todd, where are we going to yeah. be and when?
2: Okay, first place I'm going to be, I think it's just going to be me, is it, uh, January 16th at the Winterfest over at Moran State Park. I mean, last year they had something like 3,000 people through there. All kinds of stuff going on at the Winterfest. They have, uh, uh, if there's snow, they'll have a horse and buggy cave, uh, 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 carriage ride. If there's no snow, they will have the horse and buggies pull you in on a hay wagon. But it's always neat. They have Clyde Neal-style horses. There's a guy, they usually have a chili cook-off where there's tons of people there that brought all their chili. You can do a taste test, vote for your favorite Ice sculptures, chainsaw carving, dog sled demonstrations, uh, cross-country skiing, just a lot of winter-related stuff. I will be there. I usually set up a little thing to do just like I set up down by the lakeside. And uh, there's been a couple years we actually went out and drilled some holes and showed people how we're fishing. But I have a little demonstration showing, you know, a lot of people are intrigued with what guys are doing out there on the ice. So, But I, I have cars, and I take all my stuff, and we talk muskies with some of the guys. That's January 16th at Marine State Park Winterfest. It is a nice day for the family. Just long north long of it's Pittsburgh. Not too cold.
0: <laughs> yeah, just Pardon. north of Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just north of Pittsburgh. And then the first main show we will be at as a, as a group. Dale While is going to be in our group. Uh, we're, we're going to be at the Ohio Muskie Show. That is in the Columbus area, Hilliard, Ohio, I believe it is. And it's uh, January 22nd, 23rd, 24th. They have a lot of new things going this year. They have a Mike Money fund raffle they're going to do. They're going to do some like, Friday specials. Some of the vendors are going to do just try to get some people in there on Friday. Uh, it's always a nice turnout. That's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 22nd, 23rd, 24th of January. January 31st. We will be at the Muskie Road Rules. That's put on by Greg and Tony. We've talked about the Road Rules with those guys a couple of times. If you don't know, it's just going to be a day of seminar. Tony will do a seminar. Greg will do a seminar. I'll do a seminar. A lot of bait giveaways, things like that. I think that's a Sunday. That's a one day, one day event. Uh, you know, you you get a lunch while you're there, and it's uh, it's always a fun time. Uh, the next show would be February 27th and 28th in Kentucky. That's down at, in Moorhead, right off i not too far from Cave Runway. So, anybody less than down south there, uh, this is going to be the first annual. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll see how it goes. There's a lot of musky guys down there that don't travel all the whole way up to these shows. So, some of those guys are real excited to see some of these guys that make baits and get to meet everybody. And the last show we're scheduled doing is March 5th and 6th. That's in Cranberry, Pennsylvania, at the Sheraton. Uh, that's the Musky Max. That's always a fun show for us. That's the show that we always know the most people, and uh we're, we stay on our toes down there.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: we're we're always pretty busy. Every you know, we know all the guys show up at the show, and the dates are real popular with everybody. So you know, stop by the booth. We're if we're all busy talking, stop swinging by again, and we'll, we'll get to you when we can. <laughs> but uh, so right now, that's the last one we're gonna do. So we'll, we'll we'll see. There's always some others we can. Uh, sometimes I pop in. There's a couple of little local high school shows. I don't know how many local guys are here, but uh, if they when they come around, I'll throw the dates out there too, just to say what I'll be doing. But uh, that'll keep us busy.
0: Yeah, I I should also mention I don't know the dates. I'm very unprepared. <laughs> uh, GT Rod and Real. He will have. I just shipped off a huge order. Raptors, Stingers, Swimmers—all off to him. He's going to be at the Chicago show. Uh, I don't—I don't know what they call it anymore, but everyone will know. It's the Chicago show. I believe
2: it's coming up here real shortly.
0: Within um under a month, maybe within two or three weeks.
2: Yeah, I think it's—I think it's like eight. Nine, I can't—I don't know the dates, but I know it, it, it is coming up here real shortly.
0: Yeah, and um, he'll be there. I. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shoot from the hip on this. Last year, he was at Milwaukee. He was in Minnesota. I think, isn't there a different one, like a Wisconsin show that is, you know. That, that I, is, think
2: there's, I think there's two different
0: Wisconsin shows that he does. He's, he's, um, he's going to hit up all the major shows, at least based off of the history I've had with him for the last two years. He goes to them all. He'll get three, four, five, six booths, have a huge wall. He has Smutley Dog. He had, I don't know how many cobs he has left. He dealt Cobbs. I think he has Leo's this year. I don't know I don't know if that went through if he actually got Leos or not, but he has a whole lot of Hughes Rivers. I just saw he on Facebook. He got a bunch of them. And uh, he should be well he, s- he,
2: he he carries a bunch of the baits from guys out our way. It, you know, most of those guys are from the what we would call the east. And uh, you know, it, it's really hard to go out and hit those shows and, and take your baits. So what he's doing is he's got together with the guys from out here and uh you know, and you know, he he's able to get the base out there for us, and saves us the you know five days of shows and travel and time and motel rooms and things like that. So we won't be there, but our base will. Uh.
0: Yeah, and more importantly, this is the important thing. He's going to have the fluorocarbon leaders that me and Todd tied up. The and I, I'll just I'm just going to give a brief thing. Todd, remember last year, we were yeah. at the Muskie Max. He came over, and, and we just usually have, like, this big safety pin of leaders. Mm-hmm. Now, Vance was there, but he was too busy selling baits. I don't know if you saw this. He came over and goes, Andy, you make these leaders. And I said, yeah. He goes, can you can you put my own snap on them? I said, yeah, I don't care. I said, you got any? So he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll come back. Came back, he's like, I want 100 of these tied up. I'm like, oh, boy. With his snaps. With his snaps. Yeah. I said, okay, that's fine. I'm like, hey, Todd, you know, I just, I just sold a hundred liters and he's like wow a little bit later he came back and i think he wanted like 400 like within a (laughs) half hour and
1: And then you
0: thought about your fingers and well that he wasn't done yet (laughs) he came back around he gave me this enormous package of snaps he says do them all oh my goodness! and i think there was just under 800 of them Mm. and that's what i did i had like a tie three day. month old i mean todd and i we did a tie day or two tie days i forget it was nice yeah. and so he has a lot of leaders mm-hmm. i'm curious to see how fast he'll go through them
1: mm-hmm.
0: but if, if if anyone out there's listening and you see gt rod and reel don't tell him that you heard me say this i don't know if he listens or not but mm-hmm. go up and make comments about those fluorocarbon leaders just to see if i get it come back to me yeah somehow don't lead on that i said anything i don't care throw a complaint at him throw the best praise ever i i just want to see if it comes back around so we're, we're asking you to do our bidding yeah just to see if they- he's
2: using those uh quick I don't, I don't know what you're called i know i talked with greg about it a little bit i see on his videos when he's trolling he he was explaining to us probably most people listen to podcast listen to what greg did it's just that little quick Quick thing, and he was saying how he uses it for his first trolling, and he has not had any problems with them. Uh, I think a lot of guys are starting to use them. There's no snap to deal with. You just it's
0: sort it's of like yeah, you kind of just around, wind it, it around.
1: It's a solid it, piece of wire. Yeah, <laughs> and it
0: doesn't lose the bait. That's that. that I, I'm do. I'm sure just like anything. Yeah, you can lose a bait, but the one thing that that is neat that I, I was telling Greg, and I don't know if this was what sold him getting so many. You know, there's 50 ways to, to put a, a fluorocarbon leader together. And I just happen to have a knot that it does not cinch onto the snap. So in the event that your snap, you, you, I use a crosslock snap. I like them. I haven't had a problem. Um, I'm going to probably have an email saying how bad they are and they're junk. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> um, but with the knot not being cinched. And you feel the snap getting weak, you can take the snap off and replace it. Mm-hmm. So the same thing goes with Gts If that quick twist snap, you feel it's getting weak, like Greg talked about on the Greg Thomas podcast. If you don't like it anymore, cut it off and put on the snap of your choice. yeah so that's that's the the beauty of that is yeah. like I don't go through too many liters in a year, mainly because I don't fish, <laughs> but um I can replace snaps very nicely, and yeah. it saves you know. You might go two, three snaps before you actually get a, a leader kinked up or nicked up enough to say, yeah, it's time to replace. Yeah. So that's my little spiel. Is those snaps, I've, uh, I've that, went,
1: happens, uh, that happens yeah. on the river, Andy.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when you hit. It doesn't, I
1: don't I get,
2: don't get go a snaps. <laughs> 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 I save my snaps yeah. and retie another leader, but that's, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm the opposite. I bet you because my my snaps are just naturally decaying sitting in my pole barn (laughs) squirrels chewing on them all that stuff yeah I can't deny that but um, anyways I guess uh,
2: so we will be represented we will be represented at all those uh, at all the big all the big musky shows you just won't be able to find our boot but you'll be able to find our stuff with GT Rod and Reel
0: Yeah, and I think Greg, I haven't got the official thing yet from Greg, but I think he's going to be hauling a Project X around, and he might even have some of his rod holders, just the standard straight rod holders we make and the slanted ones. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: even then, and then that would put us at all the road rules because we're a major sponsor this year, all the road rule events. Yeah. So. I'm sure we're going to
2: be at all the road rule events with that, with at least the rod holders, I'm sure of that.
0: Yeah. Anyways, that's us. If you see it, you can say, I know those guys through listening to them. Though I may have never seen a picture of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Unless you look in the back of Muskie Hunter and there's Vance and Todd and not me. And your name. My name, yeah. That, but that doesn't... Hey, I
2: Every once in a while, you, yeah, you get to see your, your hand. Yeah. When <laughs> you
0: take a picture or something, yeah. 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 Her finger in the way. Exactly. Are you a hand model, Andy, by the way? I, I am. You know, and I yeah. wh- wh- when I when I realized cures? Well, when I realized how nice my hands are, I started wearing these oven mitts around. Yeah. Aloe and, infused. And and then the, then uh my, my biggest fear is someone taking like an iron and then I, I rest my hands on them. Yeah. And then they get oh. all scarred up and I lose my modeling gig. That explains why we have to handle all the fish when you hook them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to get hurt. That that was a Seinfeld <laughs> reference. I think I got it correct. If anyone yeah. out there is listening, the hand model, yeah, the hand model,
1: <laughs> the hand model.
0: I'm getting it confused with man hands.
1: <laughs> that
0: was the one girl. The I one think.
1: girl in it, it, it. I mean, it was like a cut scene, but it clearly was like a guy's hands. Yeah. And it,
0: it, oh, oh yeah, God. yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, but George was a hand model. <laughs> yeah. Because of all his years of avoiding manual labor. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, we better get to this week's uh, fishing report, which. Kind of like last week's fishing report, I can make it as short or as long as I want. I'm the only one that went fishing. I don't know anything about this fishing report. No, you don't. Todd knows uh, a little bit, but not a whole lot.
2: I know you went, that's all.
0: Yeah, Friday.
2: Yeah.
0: Friday, I had a chance to sneak out to what is still my favorite spot this time of year. By far my favorite spot. It's a spot I don't get to hit that much. It's an investment of in time to go down there and it this, it this it, it could it's up in the air. We get an eighth inch of rain and it could just be a nasty chocolate melt boil. but um, I had other reasons to be down this area. I always pack the rod. I always pack the baits I need. And uh, so I get down there. I, I, I loved the timing. It was still warm out. Yeah, still warm in that it wasn't terribly cold. I did send Vance a photo of my eyelids freezing up. Yeah, it couldn't have been that warm. It was fine though. Yeah, it was it was colder than we were hunting. There was icicles on that rod. Yeah, but we hunted in warmer conditions. Yes, we did. And uh, but it, it took it took probably I probably fished for shooting from the hip twenty minutes, and I I was still able to reel the rod. I didn't have any buildup of ice of any magnitude on the tranks and uh so anyways i get down to my spot and water clarity was eh, as I, it could have been better but i've caught fishing worse and um i don't know if anyone else's forecast out there i know it could be anywhere anyone's listening to this friday it was started out warm and started getting cold and then saturday friday night to saturday I got about 10 inches of snow. So, I mean, I, I was at the leading edge of this snow, this lake effect snow. And um, normally, that's that's when I get excited. Um, I would also... My, my favorite time is being there right when it starts to snow. But this was as good as it's going to get because I'm not fishing at midnight. Mm-hmm. And um, so I get down to my spot. And the the first bait I always throw in this spot this time of year is my perch stinger. It's It's my... It's my Mitch, so mm-hmm. to speak, but it's taken it three or four years to get to be Mitch status. <laughs> and, um, and you know, those first couple casts, I, I'm all excited. I work it through. Nothing. So I, I worked that for a few. Then I switched over to a soft tail that was Catching All the Pike last, last yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Then I switch up again. I, I switched baits pretty quick because I know that I was budget, budgeting my time because... When I go down here to fish this spot, I have to fish it efficiently because my wife will know if I went fishing and I was leaving her alone with the kids too long. Mm -hmm. So I I fish it quick. Well, I go through my progression of baits and I say, I know there's fish here. It's too perfect. So then I put the stinger back on and I, I work it through again and... Nothing. I, I go up and down the hole and I said, there's fish here. So I'm casting up. And by this time I'm starting to think, well, maybe I should get going. I did feel my phone blowing up with a phone call from my wife. Mm-hmm. I hope she's not listening. <laughs> and I'm like, I got to get going. So my mind's starting to drift out of out of the spot I should be. And anyone that, that can work a glider, you know, with their eyes closed, you know, has a feel for that glider at any, any moment. And I'm tapping, tapping, tapping. I just felt something feel weird. I'm like, what? And I look up and I see a big boil. Yeah. But, I mean, a, a nice boil. I'm like, oh, geez. I hope I didn't miss that. So I tap, 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 did nothing. And what I have found with these winter fish is that, I call it winter. It's still late fall. Mm-hmm. Um, this cold water fish is that usually you can get a follow-up, at least one follow-up on, on the on an ensuing cast after that, you know, it might be five minutes later, 10 minutes later, sometimes it's the next cast. But so I, I, pitched back. I didn't make a bomb cast. I'm like, that fishes should be right there. It didn't just fly out in the middle of anywhere. Yeah. So I, I pitched it back. Tap, 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 big gold roll, rolling boil comes up and oh, back man. down. I mean, big, big relative, you know, it was probably, you know, a 40, 42 came up, Boiled, it went right back down. I'm like, oh geez, this fish is going good. And uh it that was that was it. I worked them, I switched Damn. baits, I kept going. But he was, you know, this is this is I guess where it kind of comes into is like you you can you can walk away from this fishing report saying, Well, you had a chance twice, you blew it, life sucks. But mm-hmm. the the thing was, and I'm kind of you know, I'm kind of directing this time towards Vance in that. I didn't, this spot we fished that I actually, I fished was smaller than the spot me and you fished. Yeah. And I just kept beating it now, beating it for 20 minutes and then getting out of there. You know, you could throw a lot of short casts in 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, more or less, I said, I know there's a fish. It has to be here. You can work it, work it long. I just kept, I just kept going, going. And that fish saw every single bait that I had in my bag that I took, which might've been a half a dozen. And it didn't just see him one cast. I just kept after it. Finally something happened. It came at me twice. Mm-hmm. Glider both times. Glider both times, back-to-back casts. Now, if I was working a different bait at that time, I probably still would have had the same reaction, but it was just that. Mm-hmm. I worked them, you know, several more casts after that. But so I get out of there and I start to think on the on my drive home, when was the last time I caught a fish here? <laughs> and Todd, I don't know if you remember this. This would have been two summers ago. Remember when I said I released a fish that just died? Yeah. That was the last time I caught a fish there. Oh, jeez. Now, I also, I only hit this spot. Todd, you know every time I hit this spot, I probably hit it less than, I'd say, eight times a year, maybe. hmm mm-hmm. And at 20 minutes a crack, that's not even, yeah.
1: that's not even what, three hours, day, or yeah. three
0: hours a, a year? hmm but anyways, I'll tell a quick story about the the uh, the fish that I caught that died. Stinger, perch, the the bait, and um, almost in the exact same spot this fish came up out of. But this the fish I caught I'm gonna probably say was, and I don't even remember. It was probably a three footer to 32 in mm-hmm. that range. Working the glider, this fish came up hammered the bait, set the hook. It was in the summer. Fish jumps and uh, started thrashing around, you know, like they do when they jump. Mm-hmm. And it hit the water funny. And I'm like, what? And I, I, I reel in like this garbage bag feeling, just didn't even move. Where'd was, you hook it? It was hooked in the mouth. Now I, I get it, I get it all the way in, hooked in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And that little white triangle patch between its little front fins, it took another hook through that. Wow. It literally, when it, it must've, when it was shaken in the air, stuck himself through there. And I don't know what's behind that white patch there behind the gills, you know, on the belly, but it hit the water like dead. I really, I'm like, well, what, what do I, what do I do? So I, I unhook it. I tried my best, like it would do some muscle twitches now and then, but the size limit in PA is 40 mm-hmm. and I got a sublegal fish. What, what, what do you do in that situation? I would have loved to have thrown it in the back of the truck. I could have got it in the truck. No one would have seen it. Yeah. But then on the off chance I got stopped, uh, am I going to risk my license? Yeah. Fines? Todd, what would you do? Yeah, I
2: I would have to. I mean, believe me, I do it every year. You have to leave them float. I'll be honest. I mean, if I wasn't if I wasn't guiding in a lot of the situations, you know, if I wasn't a guide and had a lot more in the line, there's a lot of times, I mean, the last thing I want to do is kill fish. I hate feeding them to the turtles, you know. I would just send them, take it home and play with it and fly it. Um, the last thing we're trying to do is kill them, but, uh, I, you know, I, I I would never, I don't take the chance. It happens more than one time a year, every year to us. I mean, but we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of fish every year, too. Yeah. It's going to happen. That little spot where you hook that fish is there's bad things happen there. You know, uh, the last time we had one, it was probably maybe seven, eight years ago in Canada. And it got, you know, we, the, the fish hit when I was trolling actually. And it, it did the same thing. I mean, I fought it in by the boat. It was a, it was a nice fish. It was like a 43 incher. And uh, it just started going barrel, uh, you know, rolling up by the boat and it took, it had an eight inch whiling, the middle hook in its mouth, the other hook went in there and the blood was gushing out and the other hook stuck him right in the eyeball. He ended up popping his eyeball out while it, you know, on this major thrash and by the time it was over he was limp. I played with him for ten minutes, but I mean he his one eye that was left was glossed over and he wouldn't even flip over. But that fish was legal and we took it in and it had fish dry. But it's gonna happen. <laughs> and it, it happens it happens a lot with the little, you know, with the smaller fish. Oftentimes you can get them to swim away a little bit, but we've, you know, Vance and I had a pretty bad situation with one this year too. We did, uh, but in some unknown somehow that fish did swim away and took off, and we we were in the air for a long time. I didn't see it come back up, but it lost a lot of blood and it was hooked in that little spot, and there's just there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, other than then quit fish for them. You know, I do some major surgeries all the time. When it's in there, I hurry up and get the cutter out and try to cut things real quick. And I get them, you want to get those fish back in the water quick. You'll see the blood pumping out, but very shortly you'll see it quit. It clots up when you get them back in the water. So, uh,
1: we, hey, could, we could
0: go into that story.
1: That's what happens, man. I, I mean, I, it I just we, did. It happens. we We never,
0: we never talked about that. No, I mean go in. I'm going to it because I can. I can swing this right back around to my fishing report. So go, go into. I just told you my only fish that I know that I killed. Mm-hmm. It was it was dead on the line mm-hmm. within yeah. five seconds. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. it was a Mitch fish. Mhm. Yeah. And I sat Mitch down after that for a while, and I think he, the last time out. Yeah. And he was staring at me. There was something there. I mean, he was just like, like <laughs> he, he, he knew. He says. You, I was like, I'm putting you down, you fish killer. Take him down a peg. And he was was pissed off at me. Sassing you? Yeah. So I put him down for a couple weeks there, and I think we busted him back out. We had to bust him back out for Canada, but yeah, we were fishing, and uh, mm, the usual spots, and I was chucking out, and fish hit. It was a nicer fish, and todd reeled in and all that stuff and then it started coming I was up on the on the front of the boat and it started coming in and it was it was staying down a little bit and then once it played it out it started to come up and I saw where I hooked it and it was right in that sweet spot and then I was like damn I was like I think I even started started saying I was like I killed this fish cuz it was bleeding I mean it was it was coming out
2: I think when it jumped, I mean, it was the, it was red. There was red water. Yeah. And that fish does not have that much blood.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think about three or four quarts of blood in a muskie? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah just like it's mus- not like a deer, but, the, I mean, this one was...
1: Tablespoons.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, so, I see this, I'm and all, I'm all banged up about it, even before this thing hits the net. And... Um, yeah, you know, I'm like crap. You know, I was like, this fish is dead. And Todd's like, you know, relax. It's it's all right. You know, and I was fine with it. I know it happens. I
0: mean, that was your first fish all summer, wasn't it? It was the first one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 and yeah, uh, you know, so he gets it in the net, and and the thing was still g- going like pretty pretty crazily. It was given like some life kicks, and then it was given those like really odd twitches and that like nerves and and whatnot. System
0: shut down. Yeah,
1: and it was. It ended up getting pretty jacked up in the net because it was still it was still pretty lively, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And the bag was all over it, and the line was wrapped around it, and whatnot. And um, you know we could go into this, but I mean Todd Todd got down there, started working on it so fast, and and I I put a lot on the boga for him to get that fish that quick with that boga and get that get that thing hanging there mm-hmm. so he could expose those hit those hooks and cut them so quickly cuz i mean if you're you're jacking around in the net at that point if if there was no boga or any way to you, you couldn't get to that fish's gills or or any of those hooks i mean it was buried in that net he put that boga right on the lip picks it up cuts the hooks
0: the fish is out I always thought you put the boga in that gill arch. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, we didn't even, we didn't measure or photo or nothing. We just, I got that, get that all cut out and jammed that thing right back into the water. Yeah. But.
1: And, you know, we were, how long would you say we, we tried to, to rehab it in that water there? Before, we worked on maybe like five minutes of it just chilling there it would go belly up occasionally
2: yeah it it was just not showing any i i was i was sure this thing was dead i was working with it because i know vance was really fun but i was like yeah we're we're now we're we're flaying a musky tonight
1: yeah. uh because
2: it was well over the legal side
0: mm-hmm. uh well, that means but one of you would have had to stop fishing. Yeah, we fishing. just couldn't
2: get it to do, I mean, it just, I mean, it was, it was bad. It lost a lot of blood and it was doing those little twitch things and, and it, we let it, yeah, we let it go a couple times and went back, flipped them over. I mean, it just did not look good. And that crazy fish, finally, I was like, man, so I'm let's, I'm going to lay them on the bump board. We'll finish. I mean, we were getting ready to
1: quit. It was the end of the day. We were just, and, uh, just about to call it on the, on getting it back to life you know, Todd, you tell that like, Todd was like, all right, I'm, we're, we're taking this fish in a boat, you know, it's going for a boat ride. Yeah. And it got this life and it, it, it starts kicking off. It starts moving that tail real slow, wide, wide, wide swims away from the boat. Did some crazy jump. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And it just like kicked real fast, came out of water, splash. And it swam away, swam, swam down. Hmm. You know, and Todd, I <laughs> I was a hundred percent sure that we were going to see
2: that thing within five seconds. But
1: <laughs> we fished a uh, you know an, an hour or two after that, kept going over we the stayed. spot. We yeah. didn't, we didn't see him come up. Todd had clients out the next day. I texted him. I said, "Did you see see the fish?" He was like, "No, we didn't." Hmm.
2: So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I mean, if, if if they'll take off, I mean, I, I would never, I never bring one. Like I said, I mean, I've taken two in in the last fifteen years, probably. Uh, I have had some that died that weren't big enough, but uh, uh, you know, if, if 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 they will take off and they'll stay upright, I'm going to leave them in the water. They have a lot better chance than if I take them home. But. Sometimes they're just... Well, ha-
0: have you ever actually yeah. tried that to see how many live when you take them home? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever <laughs> yeah. done the research? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the numbers, yeah. they're not good. Yeah. <laughs> the success rate of yeah. release.
2: Yeah. I've caught some little ones on, on some of those big lures that, like, that, you know, the hook went in the, in, like, the eye socket and was poked out through the top of their head. I mean, it pierced the brain on these things. I mean... Those little wee muskies will sometimes hit those big baits. Yeah, what, what you, you I know, thought they, it was I mean, big, they, baits, they're, big they're, baits. They're dead before you. They're, they're dead before you get them in. But oh. like I said, that's usually the little guys, and it doesn't happen a lot. Like I said, I mean, you're talking about less than one percent of the fish that we're, we're that we're catching. You have a bad thing with, but you know, it's going to happen. There's there, there's no way that you can not not have it happen. All right. Unless you just don't fish for them.
0: <laughs> so so then why why is there just this nasty name calling, you know, death threats, this and that, it, and I I can also see some stuff aligns up when someone has a fifty seven in the boat. They say, like, "Oh, the fish was hooked badly and didn't make it and stuff." Mm-hmm. But you know, even still, it 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 poses the question like, if you're so catch and release that you have a fish, a legal fish that dies on you. That it's just better to just not take it home and avoid the ridicule of your buddies that may be more of a purist than you, mm-hmm. than to just say, yeah, we're gonna take it and get either get a skin mount, have yeah. the big giant musky fillets. Yeah, you know I. I yeah, I
2: mean as, can, as 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 you get, I mean as you, as you get older, I guess you don't. I don't care that much about what other people say about that kind of thing. You know, there's a actually I was on uh, musky first. I hadn't clicked on there for weeks, and I was just on there, and there is a there's a poll on there right now where it says something about what happens if you know something about your your fish just died, and then it's like, what do you do? Leave it float, take it in, and of course everybody was responding. You know, hey, if it's over 50, i I'll get a skin line. If it's not, we're gonna smoke it. We're gonna do this. But the number one thing was, and 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 it does say in there, assume this fish is legal, and you know, all percentage of votes that the highest percentage vote was let it float. To me, to me, that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. That's and it, like in Ontario has it listed as that would be considered wonton waste. You, you're, you're supposed to take the fish. If it's legal, you're, you're then throw it in there. You know what I mean? Just let it go to the, the gulls. I, I think it's, I think it's a disgrace to do that with illegal fish. Now, that's the big kicker is a legal fish. Whether you're going to eat it or do whatever, I would never let a legal fish float around out there. But, I mean, some people are afraid. To, I mean, some people are like, oh, my gosh, you, you can't eat a muskie. That would be taboo. That would be this and that. I mean, I also come from a time where, <laughs> you know, we, we, we didn't used to keep them when they were legal. So I want them to live more than anything. You know, the stories that you tell about, you know, some of these fishes that are, you know, 25 years old and 27 years old, that's how long it takes to get big. My gosh, what will, the last thing you want to do is kill that thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised that the, the high mm-hmm. majority of the people, and I think it's because it's so crazy about catch and release, which I'm crazy about catch and release too, but uh, it's so over the top that people would be afraid to take the thing in for mm-hmm. fear that they would get ridiculed over it. When it was dead. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's my thought. I, I think it's I think it's disgusting to do that. I know situ- I've been around people and in situations where that happened, and I've said that. I thought that was you know I I, I think it's I think it's bad. You know,
0: because you know I I know at least I can only speak for PA, and I don't even know about New York, but um, I probably should because I fish New York. PA, you're allowed one muskie over 40 mm-hmm. inches a day. Yeah. So if you technically have one in the live well that you're going to take with you, yeah. don't you kind of have to stop fishing for them?
2: Yeah. If, 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 Vance's, if Vance's didn't make the miraculous Combat. somehow recover at the end, I still highly doubt that that fish lived. The I L-way don't know Drive. what happened to him, but... Uh,
0: Uh, Vance would have had to sit down in your boat and watch you fish. We
2: would have had to quit fishing, you Mm. know. It was late in the evening, but yeah, we we would have had to win because we had our... I mean...
0: Vance had his I I could
2: have still fished, but yeah, technically (laughs) he would not be allowed to fish at that point because he had his... And that's the way they run the, uh, the tournaments, you know. There's been a couple fish die in the PMTT, and when that happens, if you're with someone... And the partner catches a fish. He is no longer allowed to, you know, if the fish dies, he's no longer allowed to touch a rod. He's allowed to drive the boat and do things, but you're down to one fisherman at that point
0: for the day. Because one fish know, for, for and one day, rod. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Hmm. yeah because that, that's the way it is. You can't keep your fish and keep like like when we're walleye fishing, you can you can have eleven in the box and still have the rods out if there's two people, but. You can't fish with 12 and start, once you have 12 on board, because the limit is 6, you are no longer allowed to, uh, you know, technically, probably you're supposed to go to 3 rods when you have 11 if there's 2 of you fishing.
0: I think if you have, like, 6, well, no, you're right, because you could say, well, no, 3 are mine, 3 are his, yeah, yeah, when you get 11. Yeah, yeah,
2: but, you know, once you have your limit, you're no longer, you know, there's guys get in trouble up there at eatery steelhead fishing that I know people have gotten in trouble where they catch their three, they're going to take home smoking the gum a the stringer and they're still fishing. They're be, oh, we're just releasing them all. But once your legal limit is on that stringer, you're not allowed to fish anymore. So, so, yeah, technically at that time you'd have to quit. And, yeah. and that's why, that's another reason that some of these people do this, you know. Uh, you know, they're on a they're on a fishing trip and in the middle of the day one of their fish dies and they're like, well, I don't want to quit fishing, in, so I'm going to float. To me, that's a chance you take when you're fishing. I think you you owe it to the fish. You fish if it's a big one, I mean, I know guys that have done that with fifty-inch fish. You I've heard the stories of that, and I mean that that's crazy to me. You owe to me, you owe it to the fish to get take it back and get a skin mop. If you can't afford that, you should, maybe you shouldn't have been fishing. Some mm-hmm. of the same guys that say they can't, oh, I don't want to spend all that money. You know, you're riding around in an eighty-thousand-dollar boat. Come on, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you owe it to the fish, but that's just mine. Put
1: it in the freezer for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. because, yeah, you know... Yeah,
2: whether you mount it or eat it, whatever.
1: So but if you're fishing, say, you have six six walleyes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, what happens when you get... You got two... Uh, so, we'll paint the picture. Three rods a man, you're allowed six walleyes each. Yep. In PA. Okay, mm-hmm. so you, you get to... Say so you get to, uh, let me, I'm thinking of a number here, 10, 11. So 11's, yep. 11's the, the number where you got to start
0: pulling rods in. When you hit 11, technically two people, one person has to have a limit. So you need to cut your rods back to three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Technically. technically.
2: And we know that Does the guys that are out there yeah. walleye fishing with three or four guys on board. There are no one is keeping track of who's reeling the fishing. Usually they just take turns anyhow. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes the guy just drives the boat and the other guys reel them in with the charters. So it's just the numbers, you know. Yeah. But they're keeping count when if there's th- if there's four people when they hit twenty three fish, technically they should get down to three rods at that point.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty two they should be down to six rods. Six right? rods, yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, it, it's just like <clears throat> perch jerking. You go out in the perch pack. Nobody keeps track of how many perch they caught. They're just throwing them in a cooler. One guy has one of them clicker counters. Mm-hmm. Throw another two in. Throw another. Technically, if they say who's who has this many perch, yeah, and then you're like, that's going to count. We're going to see how close everyone is. I mean, they could bust some people. Oh yeah. I mean, it'd be technicality stuff, but it's mm-hmm. you know, especially when you're dealing with you got three guys. You got 78 perch and you can go up to 90. Yeah. You know, granted you could do 88, 89 mm-hmm. and then 90, obviously everyone's done, but you know, and it's, I guess on a lesser extent the, the, the people that perch jerk, this drives me nuts. When they're jerking for perch out on Erie, they're, they're catching this perch anywhere between like 20 to 80 foot of water. Let's just say they're in 50-foot water. They're on the bottom. They set the hook, reel these fish up in a half a second. Yeah. Their air bladders are puking out of their mouth. Yeah. And they're like, no, we're waiting for the 8, 9, 10, 12, 14-inchers. Yeah. And they them. throw the sixers back, and they just, they're like, the they they try to, but they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's just floating there, yeah. I mean, granted, there's a tr- bazillion, trillion perch out there, but it's like, technically, you killed that fish. Yeah. You should probably be keeping them. Yeah. But so yeah. Anyway, so I, I had this fish die on me, and it you know like I said I, I tried my best as as I could, and I, I was faced with what everyone just talked about. I just pretty much I had it in the water, and I just said, I'm giving you the old heave ho, buddy, and I shoved him off into the current. Yeah. And I just saw it kind of like rock it out of sight, get down to the bottom, roll over. Let's see. Well, I hope a turtle each year or something. Yeah. And, um, packed up and left. That was the last muskie I've caught in that place, mm-hmm. in that hole. And, uh, I'm starting to wonder <laughs> if yeah, that you fish is, is haunting me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because that hole used to, like, wouldn't necessarily give me a fish, but it would, it would present at least one fish every time I was there. It didn't matter when.
2: Well, you killed him.
0: Yeah. Well, no. That was the
2: fish.
0: Musky was coming out and
2: was the same musky
1: belching the murderer he, at you. He, he, murderer. he must have had some masks because Killer.
0: that was the, up until this year. That was the spot where I got my three fish. My three fish day was that hole. Yeah, I got my, my two fish day. That was on back to back casts. That happened in that hole. So, well, you know, who knows? Maybe he was just the dominant muskie and he drove all the other ones out. <laughs> because you know, they're territorial, yeah. they will drive other muskies out. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, they will, but and their teeth fall out in the summer, they do because they it their does. mouth gets sore. It does,
1: that's
2: the old wise tale, yeah. The their teeth fall, fall out in the summer? the
1: summer, all their teeth they lose their teeth. Those are car- those are carp, yeah. Did
0: carp have teeth in the winter, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they turn into carp, yeah, yeah, they turn into carp. So I don't know if this spot has a place out, you know, it's just out to get me now, but that was the first fish I've seen there in a while. And I'm still calling it my number one bank spot because I've probably in the time spent, how bad do you want to go back right now? I don't want to touch that place. Not with with this rain we got and 10 inches of snow melt. Nope. You loved seeing that fish though. Well, I'm I'm glad a new one took the dead fish's spot. Yeah. But it's been two years. Heck, a new one could have hatched and been that size by now. (laughs) But uh, I'm going to tell you, if, if, if I would have had the time, I would have loved to have been sitting up there with some shiners on the bottom. That, that's an incredible hole. Todd and I, that's, that's the walleye hole that we're going to mm-hmm. try to take you. Mm-hmm. And I call it the walleye hole, and I've only shown Todd two walleyes and two trips <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. But we did catch a mess of perch and crappy. Yeah, crappy. Yeah crappy
1: yeah that's crazy and and I've
0: up until that day I've said I've never seen perch and crappy in this in this body of water and we caught a mess of them I mean we we caught enough for you to have a couple meals Todd yeah but that's awesome
2: yeah we I mean I caught a couple when we were trying to get a couple walleye and uh caught a couple nice perch and I, I caught the first one and I just put it back in because we didn't have anything yet and then caught a second one and then caught another and was like oh i'm gonna take a couple of these home <laughs> For, yeah. that was the, the goal of the day i met andy and i wanted to come on a fish fry we did i caught a walleye on my first cast
0: and then the next <laughs> time we went you caught a walleye on your first cast on the well. first
2: cast yeah on the per- absolute first cast yeah it was and then we had that you caught a real nice pike the one day that followed in my shiner car or my creep job a couple times and then uh
0: that was a debacle. That, pike, that that
2: was the one that tangled. We talked about that one time. Yeah, I remember that. I <laughs> that was, was having
0: so yeah. much fun with that fish. It, 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 I, I felt like one of them idiots that like really overplays a fish just, just to get the you know people to look. Yeah. The only person watching was Todd, but he he knew I was having problems. <laughs> I eventually, yeah. you know, I, I we might have told the story already. I yeah. had to pretty much do a fish drive to Todd so he could go down and grab it. I went yep. out as deep as I could with my boots, and I got it between us, and I started walking and drove him.
2: Andy, up the top. Andy does not use poles that often. I told him you don't. He he holds the reel on the on the up.
0: Yeah, I it hold up it, the it upside down.
2: And reel it backwards. Yeah, and I told him you the reel don't hold your rod that way. Hold the reel goes underneath. And he's like, no, uh, I always do it this way.
0: No, mm-hmm. I swear to God. I mean, it works so much better <laughs> if you're used to bait casters. My my jaw
1: just like hit the hit the <laughs> casting deck here. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. We, no wonder this guy only fishes five times a year. No, he, no. he, he, doesn't, he doesn't do that. But yeah.
0: I, Todd, you had Vance going. He, I, I saw doesn't. the respect just coming out of his mouth with his jaw. <laughs> He's about to leave. See,
2: <laughs> like, I hate these reels. You got a real back. <laughs>
1: seriously why was it giving you that much problem though is I, I it a had,
0: big pike no the problem was was that I, I think I, I just re-spooled it I'm like Todd I put new mono on this oh, and gosh. it just was like just oh, spinning no. twisted. Line now, he had knots in the line <laughs> and tangles and he got to the point where
2: we couldn't reel any further because it was all knotted
1: up oh, the, the, the the
0: twist and I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about with spinning reels oh yeah That like it gets like a loop off of the thing and it twists mm-hmm. well I'm mid fight on this fish. And I mean, I guess we should probably just tell the story again <laughs> yeah. because I mean, we've already butchered it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so we're, we're sitting there and we were having a tough day fishing this spot. I mean, we only fished it for what do you think? Two, three hours. I mean, we, we didn't camp out yep. all day on it, but Todd goes there just tr- out of tradition, cast out, bangs a walleye. Mm. It was, it was a nice, it was a nice eater. Yeah. I well, it was about 16 inches.
2: Yeah, seventeen, so, eighteen, something like that. Yeah,
0: it was nice, 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 nice one. Nice and I'm like, oh, we're gonna have a good day. <clears throat> nothing, Mm-mm. nothing. Todd did have, you know, we we had a couple rods set up that were just kind of having bait on the bottom.
1: Yeah,
0: Todd was doing some jigging, and I was trying to run all these bobbers, <laughs> and I was just, I just, I look like an idiot. <laughs> Todd has to just be like, I can't even look at him. Oh my god. So, but there there were so many sh- like fish that we just didn't get i was like throwing them in these current seams i'm like oh bobber went under i reel in and i swear to god i, I hope my kids don't listen to this because uh. they won't like dad you're not teaching me how to oh fish. oh my goodness and it was just like oh please on and then it's off i have no idea what was hitting it uh. it could have been anything so anyways i i just end up you know i'm i'm defeated and i just kind of get over to where Todd caught the fish because that's what you do when, yeah. when there's only one fish caught. You go to where it was caught <laughs> <laughs> you know that there was one there. Yeah, but Todd had kept seeing this pike, and I, I think you were just reeling up one of your one of your minnows on the bottom. Yeah, it
2: came in. It came in two or three times. It, like I was reeling a went minnow in to throw it back out and It like came up, and it was a nice one. I said. And it's
0: a really nice pike. It's not, it's
2: not a two-footer. Yeah, and, and it's and really I, fat, you know. I
0: had I had not seen it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So, what was it? I cast it out with my little bobber. Float. We're, we're, we're professionals here. I use using a float in a minnow. Nice. And uh, on the cast, I had like all them loops and twists coming out of my spinning reel. Oh. Something about, you know, holding it upside down. They just... <laughs> um, <laughs> And I'm sitting here, and, and like my bale's open, and I'm just just ripping and tearing. Yeah. It was it was embarrassing. And Todd goes, "Hey, your your, your bobber's moving." I said, I, "And you're that, sitting
1: there with his nest. I'm sitting
0: here. And I'm trying to pull. I'm like, "I know, that's fine." And he goes, "No, it's it's under." <laughs> and I said, "I can't do anything right now." He goes, "It's gone." I just closed the bale, reeled till it couldn't reel anymore. It just bound up the reel. <laughs> oh
2: my god. And I goodness.
0: set the hook. And it was just a little walleye jigging spinning rod, yeah. and the rod just went Oop. like I didn't even just, get power transfer; it just bent the rod. I'm like, "Oh, I think I know what I got on here." The fish would want to go. Yeah, I'd have to walk closer to the riverbank. You had no. Drag, and when I when no I would st- I, I couldn't reel. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and and Todd's clearing some lines. You know, and we're like, okay, how long is it going to take for this fish to get off? More or less, yeah. it's like. Closest What's person. Gonna, yeah. What what, did, what? were you, did you have monofilament on their 10 pound test? 10 pound test. Yeah. And it just had a little single hook, you know. Yeah. I was after to catch dinner for Todd. Yeah. And so I, in order to get the fish in close, I have to walk backwards. Yeah. So I'd yeah, walk I backwards. Walk up the bank. Yeah. <laughs> and then it'd get close and we're like, okay, we're going to try it. And we take a step closer to try to get it, it turns and goes deep. So then I have to walk to the bank. Oh and my goodness. So I did this, and the whole <laughs> time I'm like screwing, I'm like ripping more line out. Yeah. Finally, I rip enough out to where all these knots are just like this big giant bird nest that goes through all the eyelets. Wow. I'm like, I'm back in business. Yeah. So I'm knots go through the eyelets. Yeah. Fish is out there. I'm like, okay, reel it in. Here comes the knot. Boop. Gets sucked back on the reel. And you can't reel. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you can't back reel. <laughs> and forth. And, and, this, and this comedy of errors went on for at least a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. I, You know, I don't want to oh, say yeah. it went on for 10 minutes. Yeah. But the way this area is, I can walk out fairly far with knee-high boots. I didn't pack waders. Yeah. Because if I went out that far, all I will find is probably a stick that makes me slip, fall, yeah. and I'm down river and I'm dead. Yeah. So... I'm like okay here we go and I get this fish close enough now like and I'm I'm trying to like to where I could grab it and I see the hook is just pierced through the skin on the bottom lip wow you've got to be kidding me. I swear to god but I'm like oh geez now now that it's like real yeah now I'm like I'm gonna lose this fish yeah the drag is to where literally I could I could just have the minnow on and I could and it, it, would, and it, it was just it. it would the minnow would fall to the ground yeah and so this fish going back and forth. Finally, Todd and I derived a plan. Because every time we get close to it, the fish would go away. Take off. So, so Andy,
2: I got... see, Andy would walk back up, and the fish would come in. So I would, like, get in the water and try to get it. <laughs>
1: and
2: then I would start chasing. And then the line would, like, peel out. I'd have to duck the line. It would go over. Get hit net. by the knot. And I would look at Andy. He's like, I He's, he's, he's a pretty
0: serious
2: guy. A lot of times he was just like laughing. And
0: he's like, I can't reel. I can't do this. I can't reel. I, I, my, my guts were hurting. Oh. I was just, it was the funniest thing because this pike is still on the line. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a 40 inch super trophy, but it was schooling me and I barely had it. Ugh. And finally I get out to where this is how we're gonna do it. I'm gonna be out in the deep water, which is you know, two inches from my kneecaps. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna work the fish, in between me and Todd, who's on the bank, and I'm gonna to walk to him. Do you guys have a net? No. No. So you're trying yeah. to grab this thing? Pretty much. It's like I think Todd had the boga in his hand. Yeah. And I kind of do the fish drive up to it, and I, I think I think how it went was I got it to where the fish was kind of like, where do I do? And I just came down like an eagle and grabbed it behind the head. Todd hit it with the boga. And we picked it up, and as soon as he picked it up, boink, out popped the hook. Oh my goodness. You could
2: just pop it up with it. I mean, no I mean it <laughs> was hilarious. That's insane. It was a fat little it was about a 36 or 37 yeah, inch pike.
0: It was it was yeah. a very nice pike for our area. Yeah. But it was It was filled with food. I, I wish this pike was 42 and held its girth. Yeah. Its girth oh, to yeah. length ratio was as good as you would want. Yeah. And it was it was this fat little toad. And, uh... I can't believe you got it. I got it. And I can't believe it either. And since that day, I haven't touched that stupid spinning reel. Is it over there? It's over there. This is it not still there? It may be. Oh, my goodness. I might have just taken it home and just cut all the line off of it. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> it said the hell with it. It was funny. Oh, my It was goodness. hilarious. But... That was, that was this little fishing spot. And it was brand new mana. Yeah. I, I must have spooled it on wrong. You can do that with those. Yeah. I mean, because well, yeah. I can... And it,
1: it was all twisted. You, know, you would cast, it yeah. would go, whoo! Yeah, and I, then that, yeah. You can tell when it comes out of the bale if yep. you did it yeah. wrong. I've done that
0: before. I don't know but. if you're supposed to like spool it up to like, where it comes off the spool like you would a baitcaster, or if you're supposed to turn it 90 and have it come off the other way. And anyone that's listening, if they're going to email me how to do it, I don't want to hear it because I'm not going to deal with it again. Yeah, we're (laughs) not. Yeah. We don't do it too much. Uh, but yeah, so.
1: That's hysterical. So
0: that was that spot. And, you know, the last fish I caught there was that dead muskie. Yeah. That was the summer after. Yeah. And, uh. So, pretty much what to take away from the stories there's a poltergeist muskie haunting me at this spot. Yes. Um, I still know where the fish are at. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention and I had a fish hit. Whether or not if I was paying attention, I don't know if it would have changed anything. But um, those short little trips, when you find those spots, mm-hmm. it can pay off. I mean, I not like what I just said was like a gold mine, but. Oh, you put 20 minutes in, that's. I put 20 minutes in and I had two swipes. Probably the same fish. Man, you almost timed it up just perfect. I almost did. I almost did.
2: Yep. Yeah, the 20 minutes, man. When you hit those little spots, 20 minutes. I don't have spots like that on the lake. Mm -mm. I mean, if you're seeing a fish every 20 minutes and you do a 10-hour day, it's not hard to figure out. You're going to see 30 fish. That would be a heck of a good day. Yeah. So, they're definitely worth it.
0: They're worth it. Yeah, especially it was just I had to go down anyway. Especially
2: with spinning poles with
0: Andy. <laughs> Maybe that's then what I'll do.
2: Then they're take really the worth.
1: spinning it. pole next time. I,
0: I am I am going to handicap myself just to have a funny story. You got to take you got to take a step back. Uh, if you use the spinning pole, you're going to have an epic day, most likely. I'll I'll come away with a story. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be like a 54 inch, you know, state records, you know, caliber fish. You know, 54 by 34. Yeah. This thing just ate a 55 gallon drum of yeah. You see concrete. All the time. I love it. But hopefully, I mean, this rain and snow melt off is going to screw us at that spot for at least a little bit. We're going to hopefully get out yeah. there. But and I can show you. I can show you the uh, where it all took place. <laughs> insane
1: I mean that place is a wash though I mean once the spring once that snow starts melting and
0: I mean if you have warm days to get out there then I mean it that, should have been Friday like Friday yeah. today's Monday we should have I guess if I had the time yeah and stuff Friday would have been the day to go there set up a couple rods minnows on the bottom or even worms crawlers it don't matter and then I always would bring my musky rod, and Todd wanted to catch, you know, he wanted to catch dinner. Mm-hmm. I wanted to try to catch a musky, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd zing the baits way out there. And mm-hmm. there's a chance, yeah. But if you're setting up for a couple, three, four hours, why not? Yeah.
1: That pike was there for a while that day. I think he was. He was munching all those
2: fish. He was putting fishing. a damper on our fishing, I believe. <laughs>
0: I I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, he probably yeah. was the only fish there besides your walleye, and he was taking all my minnows and making me look silly. <laughs>
2: but he did. I mean, I saw him numerous times. I kept telling Andy about it. And Andy did. Andy did come over and both the fish one cast. Well, I guess you could call it a cast.
0: What did it hit on? A minnow, like a, a yeah. What it was like a fathead or something? It was just. I I yeah. still remember. I'm looking down, looking at my reel, and Todd goes, "Your your bobber's moving, it's under, it's gone," oh. and I'm just like, "Yeah, I gotta fix this. I got an issue." <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course, the fish hits when you, you're staring at a bird's nest.
0: Yeah, a bird's nest that is not easily picked, like a bait caster. Yeah.
1: Just knot after knot after knot.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. But that was that was the story of of my little fishing hole down there. Yeah. <sighs> so
1: got that fish dying going back to that you know i i think that if if, if i had a legal one that that was floating i'd probably do I, that's a time i would probably call todd first not you if i have a problem i'd say todd where you got to teach me how to fillet <laughs> one of these things not the, it's not my reel, it's not my motor it's not my real stuff. My motor. <laughs> yeah. Go to the guy that's done you it. Go, I'm going to Todd for us, not Andy. But I would, I would definitely probably, I, w- I would take the take the legal fish. I couldn't, I couldn't let it swim there and, you know, sit there belly up and
0: get pecked away. That's not. It's kind of, it's you know, it's kind of your responsibility. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I, I was thinking of scenarios when Todd was talking about those people who just let it float. Let's just say, a guy like me. Who um, doesn't go fishing that much? And I go up to a spot, I have the day to myself, I don't have any other responsibilities. First cast, legal fish, comes in dead. Mm-hmm. I just invested X amount of minutes, hours driving, getting set up, gas. First cast, I got a dead fish right there. Mm-hmm. At the, I'm thinking, like, worst case scenario, the right thing to do is to throw the fish in the truck and go home. Mm-hmm. And, and just say, my day, that's my day. Mm-hmm. That's the right thing. But when your days are so precious, you could almost say, well, if I heave this thing hard enough and it gets stuck under the weeds and I won't see it. Yeah. You just pretend. It doesn't I, 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 I'm not saying that I would do that, but it it, it it puts it. If you're fishing all day and you're like last cast and you got this fish in, it's legal and it's dead. And you're like, ah, screw you. And you leave. That that's easy to call someone a dirtbag, but when you're looking at a guy that might only literally have half a dozen days a year, just invested an hour's worth of driving, mm-hmm. probably going to be thirty to forty dollars in gas. Got the boat already, expecting a great day, and it's like, yeah, I can see the legal responsibility. But the same, uh,
2: yeah, and uh, I, I can see the point there too. You know, I get to fish all. I mean, it, it, it wouldn't be that big of a deal, but I, I know, I mean, I I know someone that happened to, you know, up in Canada, like St. Clair, you know, you're there for a week vacation, you're there to fish six days, first thing in the morning you catch a fish that dies like that, mm. your, your day is over. So, I mean, yeah, I guess I can, you know, I guess I can see that.
0: I'm not saying it's right or wrong, I'm just saying yeah.
2: that they, it, yeah.
1: it, it puts up. I guess up... I can see that, you know, there's no doubt, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. And you got to be
0: done if you kill one and you have one in your cooler or something. Or you're live well. Unless, you know, the only way you could keep fishing is you could pull out that spinning rod and start jigging for something else. Yeah. I mean, that, mm-hmm. but, you know, you know, like, like Todd was saying, like Lake St. Clair. You get there for a week vacation, you fished a couple days, you see a storms coming in the last two days of your vacation. So you're like, this is my last day to fish, boom you popped one yeah then what you just pack it up you you, you took a week's vacation to fish two days in one cast yeah
1: oh Oh. boy
0: we We, dropped Todd there we just dropped Todd we are going to be he's disgusted with our views he hung up he is I am getting him back right (laughs) now I'm shocked with all that uh, with all the time that we've had Todd on yeah, I, mean, I think it's only happened twice. you i not here. Okay, we're good. We were just talking crap behind you. Yeah, behind your back. Yeah, I'm yeah. in the
2: in the garage, walking around, looking at stuff, and yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah. So we all, when you were gone, we all agreed that you're going to be paying our way to go to Chicago show next year. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those
1: are experiences those, those shows we we could talk about those shows too uh, you know when i even that little musky max i mean i, I think it's fantastic
0: that I, musky max I, is a
1: great I, show i think it's awesome especially with all
0: changing gears just changing so you guys know changing gears
1: we're we're heading back into shows we killed fish we've eaten fish all that stuff um, but those shows the musky max is little but it packs a punch you get all those all those the high-end guys are there. You got Wiley, Leo... Legend. Legend. Um, Fat AZ. It's really
2: neat for us around our area. I mean, this is who... I mean, I I, I always tell people, I, I use all the baits I use. Well, now, I mean, obviously, I use a lot of... Most of our own baits while we're casting, but I mean, I don't really use... Uh, you know, I, I use baits. I, these, these guys have been friends of mine for years. I mean, I've known Dale for... 35 years since I was 10 years or, longer than that <laughs> 40 years when I was six years old. I mean, Hill family, we went to Canada, we went to the same places. I mean, I've done these guys and when they all make start making, I use bait that, you know, between Brian Boyer's legend wars and Leo Lures, and, and, uh, uh, you know, all these guys around our area that, that, that make the bait. I mean, I can do anything I want to do with Frank Bates with what they have. Mm. Uh, and I, so I, I support my I support my friends. You know, I, I, I use the baits. If I thought I needed other baits uh, to get the job done, I would, but I don't, and I know that. So you know, but you know, it's neat for around Aria because these guys don't. I don't think Brian Boyer and Legend Wars
1: does any other shows. Wiley, I know has, Dale
2: doesn't. Now he's yeah. going to go to Chicago. He's going to be in, in a booth with us.
0: He's, yeah, we, we have a double booth at in Ohio. Ohio, not Chicago, yeah. Yeah, Ohio, Columbus.
2: Yeah, in Ohio. So, I mean, he, he is going to be, he's going to be down there with, with some baits. But, uh, you know, it's neat. Some of those guys, that's their show, you know. They're not in the, those guys, you know, a lot of those guys have been doing this a long time. A lot of these people in this sport, when you look and read the magazine stuff, they have not been in it all that long. Uh, same as our bait company, making lures. We've not been doing it all that long. I mean, it's, you know, it's newer, so you got to get them out there. Dale, Dale Wiley and Brian Boyer and, you know, those guys, they don't. Brian Boyer doesn't even have a website. I mean, you don't, you know, people are like, how do you get them? People ask me all the time, how do you get Dale's lures? Well, you've you got to order them, and it's hard to get an order. I mean, he's busy. He's full. He picks as many as they can. They don't do mass, mass production of these things. And, uh, you know, they're, they're making their lures to make their living. And, uh, you know, they go to the shows for the, you know, uh, just to go. Uh, but it is a place where you get them. that's where I usually buy a couple of legend lures is when I go see Brian at the show. Uh, but, uh, so, yeah, it's really neat for our area. You get to meet some of the guys. guys guys have been doing it a long time. I mean, you know. Dale's been a full-time lure maker since, I believe, 85.
0: To put uh, that in perspective, I was born in 84. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah, 31. I it was, he, he was
2: making them before then, but I, that's when he went uh, went to do it full-time, and, and Brian's been doing it full-time for a long time also. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, you know, it's always fun. You get to see all the new colors and the stuff they got, and,
0: it,
1: it, it's because a buzz and just being able to being
0: able to have them all at your fingertips there and yeah uh, what was it i think was the year before i don't know if blue water baits was there last year but the year before kind of across from us was blue water baits mm-hmm. you could go and see his stuff uh we had baker yeah zach was there he sold out within a couple hours yeah and uh just these, these neat little guys. It's, it's a lot of crankbaits and stuff. I, we had the bigger guys there. Muskie Innovations was there. Wasn't there... A, was Custom X there with like their bucktails and their crankbaits and stuff? Custom X was at, I, I at the Butler show. I don't remember. I remember that. Okay. I
1: but, don't know if they were at the Muskie Max last year.
2: I mean, you're always going to have some of those local... Uh, you know, at the, at the shows, you're going to have local people, obviously. I mean, there's going to be people that are making orders up in Wisconsin, probably. Well, I know that they're not coming to the Pittsburgh show. And you're going to see local guys when you go to Columbus, too. You mm-hmm. guys from Ohio, you know. Uh, Boss Shad will be there. Uh, Lunge Lumber is their fellow over there that mm-hmm. makes lords from Ohio, you know.
0: Ziggy. Um, Ziggy was at, at Columbus.
2: Ziggy, Ziggy was Lord. at Columbus, and he's out of uh,
0: St. Clair, I believe. Yeah, I don't know if he does any other shows. I, I don't really know the guy. But yeah. I just remember seeing. Yeah, him. I don't either.
2: But I said, yeah. So you know, you're, you're always gonna have some fairly local. Uh, you know, you're always gonna have some fairly local people, not everybody. I mean, it takes a lot of prep for. Uh, it takes a lot of prep to get ready for those shows. You're painting a lot of baits. You're getting stuff ready that aren't sold. A lot of these guys do it by order. Mm-hmm. You know, they get an order, they write it down. You might wait six months, but they're going to get you your bait. You just go on the list. So to just sit there and randomly paint colors, oh, what should we paint? I mean, Andy and I go around this all the time getting ready for the show. It's like, well, I got this, this and this. Well, we're going to sell what we got. But you never really know what the hot color, uh, you know, for us, we sort of though because usually most people are like, so what,
1: what do you colors use? are you
2: guys using? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, with the trolling guys, there's a lot more of their baits out there. I mean, a guy can stop and pick up two or three jerk baits. He's got a nice little array of your jerk baits, but for trolling, you know, guys like to change color. So, you know, they drop by and get a dozen. So, you know, there's times when Dale doesn't know people will pop up and, like, hey, you got any of these? They're this, you know, this color. And here he finds out that that was really hot on St. Clair, and he really didn't know anything about it. Uh, you know, because he doesn't, he goes there on a. Week vacation, that's it.
0: and uh, Which, which so could so be the so difference. You never know. <laughs> yeah, it could be the difference, you know, for, for a crankbait maker, that hot color that just... It could be the difference of a good show and a great show. Is if you have that color that somehow just gets hot. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I forget what it was. I remember we when we painted black, we were like, oh, we're not going to paint too many blacks. <whistles> and I, this might be, uh, you know, for however long and finally I get someone to call in who's calling my wife's calling me oh god so um, you know and then I remember we sold out of black and people were like do you have any black and we're like we did we didn't make all that many so now that's something we do is we paint a lot of black everybody just now heard I'm gonna be in trouble yes (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it, it, it's crazy how and, and there's there's no real pulse. You know, you can't get a a, a reading on what color is going to be hot. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I remember going to my first show. I didn't want to be that guy behind the booth, the guy that's just standing there, just looking at everybody and as, they, as they walk by. Better. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I don't want to, you know. And, and you get those people, and that's fine. I, I, I try not to strike up a conversation unless there's some kind of an interest. And But I, I now look forward to it. I like sitting there. I like the interaction with people, and they're starting to recognize me. And uh, obviously everyone knows Todd, at least around in the Pittsburgh area. It It's a, it's a lot of fun, and it, it's one of the better places. Go to Go to those shows. Support the local guys. You know, you can touch the new stuff that the bigger guys are carrying around, and, and you can get some stuff that
1: there was some that, that you might have to wait. There.
0: Yeah, I saw my first two pounder at one of those shows. Yeah, I picked up one of them big, them giant shallow invaders. Yeah. Um, and and twice, I I, I don't think I've even I put it in the water for like a few seconds just to see what it looked like. It it's sitting right there, under a couple yeah, of things. Seen it. yeah, yeah, it's sitting right there. That color has now twice come up on Muskie Flea Market for people looking for that color. Really? And guess what? It's collecting dust underneath. Yeah.
1: A pile of papers and a hat and-, and There's awesome stuff It's just, you know, you have all of them at, you know, when you buy a lure off the internet or something. It could look different on Yep. on that picture than when you see it and you hold it hold it in your hand. You can go in in there and you can see all these lures, touch them. There's deals. I mean, for God's sakes, you can get the leaders from our booth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you go into those the, those big stores,
0: those leaders are 12 bucks a liter. Yeah. For one. We're selling like, what, three for 12 or something? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Three for 12. We'll, we have the, we have like 12-inch casting wire leaders, we have some wire trolling leaders, and then we'll have the casting and trolling water carbons. Yeah. That we make up and uh you know. so as, as that fellow was saying uh bill last time was saying i mean it was just funny he has the same type of story that i do about people showing up and you know <laughs> having the, the the cheapy little leader on it, it a show is going to be overwhelming to someone getting into it because it it could make your head spin yep. you know uh It's just there's there, there's a lot of baits, there's a lot of guys there, and everyone is sort of, you know, everyone's just sitting there, and I don't know, it's not like people are like, you know, it, it's not like going to a flea market where guys are like pulling you in and trying to get you to buy something for the, one of them, uh, you know, oh, what do they call it? Like well, you know, when you get on.
1: There's not a lot of
2: sales uh, in there. Yeah, like a timeshare thing where they're trying to pull you aside. They, 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 they're, they're not bait, throwing bait, you a bait. pitch. Yeah. yeah, I mean we're we're sitting there. People will walk by if they're interested. They come in the booth and uh, you know watch the videos. Most people have heard of them or something at that point, or they want to check them out. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not high pressure. Everyone's just sitting there doing their thing. But uh, it's definitely going to be overwhelming. You want to go with a definitely take your credit card.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 this is my advice you know because before I started making baits anyone that's never been to these shows this is how I did it I, I would drive to the Ohio show even you know years before I would I, I had, had the my own baits I would time my arrival to be about an hour before Jim Sarek would speak Okay, when Jim Sarek does a seminar, that's that's when I timed it. If he spoke at one, I wanted to get there at noon. So then I left accordingly. So I had an hour to kind of walk through and not dig too deep into everyone's booth, but to scan the whole booth, mm-hmm. you know, the whole, the whole layout. And at probably 15 minutes before Sarek would speak, the crowds would get really thin. And at and then one then o'clock,
1: you had there all was the only booths. a few
0: people... Yeah. Still walking, looking to buy. Yeah, That's when I would go back to the ones that showed that I had interest in and I would talk to them and I would strike up deals. I would get all my stuff and at whatever, if his seminar gets done at two, it's going to be like someone just opened up Black Friday's doors at, at Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Everyone comes flooding back in mm-hmm. and by that time I'm saying my goodbyes and I'm out of there. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, unless you want to sit on that seminar, you can go ahead and do that, too, if you want yeah. But that's that's when I did it, at least at Ohio, when Sarek would talk. I would say, that's my buy time. Those guys are then just sitting down. They're getting some food. They're, mm-hmm. And um, that's my advice. If you're going there, because it's nice to buy, like Vance was saying, it's great to touch the baits, feel them, talk to the people that make them. Or, you know, like if uh, Thorn Brothers is going to be, I think at the Musky Max, you know, those guys fish, they might not necessarily make all the stuff that they sell, but they'll know they can talk to you and, and you can get some ideas and maybe a different perspective that you may or may not have known. And, uh, I find them to be a lot of fun. I like going to the shows now and it does put stress on the home life because I'll be gone, but you know, because I'm there for the start and the end of the show. But, uh, Still, it, it, it's just a great time. And, you know, you can get good deals. You can you can try to throw package deals together. You can whistle some stuff up. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun. That's my advice. Absolutely. And stop by our booth. Stop by our booth. Tell us how great the podcast is. Yeah. Or how bad it is. How terrible. Or this one kept, keeps getting interrupted. Yeah.
1: Mm. <laughs> it's a rough one.
2: This is very professional. I can't believe these people are interrupting us in our... I know. Our sponsored podcast. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, well, once we get into a couple of these shows, uh, I'm probably, as we get close, I'm going to try to get some of these guys, like some of these organizers, we'll probably even get them on the podcast, talk about talk about the show, tell them some of the special stuff they're going to do. I know they got a lot of stuff planned for that uh, Ohio show this year. I just got a thick email from them and, uh, you know, trying to make it interesting, trying to keep, get, the, you know, draw the people. And uh, it is nice to be
1: able to buy this stuff there.
0: Yeah, well, nice. you might wait months to get you can walk out
1: with. Yeah. And there's special colors there, too. So a lot of people paint up, you know, show colors.
0: Yep. Yeah, and uh, I guess, you know, did you guys have any more to talk about? Because I got a little wrap-up topic about shows.
1: Yeah, wrap it up.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, we're working on right now. We haven't got it all finalized, but we, we have been in contact with Tony Grant. We're probably going to talk to uh, Sean party. We are going to try. I might have brought this up before to do like a live podcast in like the seminar room at both of those, and uh, we have a couple ideas of what the topic's going to be about. We could have it uh, listener listener audience based. Uh, we could. We're, we're right now. We're kind of leaning towards having the vendors that might not get a seminar booth. You know, a seminar spot, I should say, and uh, have them come in, give five minutes. Maybe we'll have a questionnaire, they'll answer it, have them tell some stories, and just kind of give everyone a chance who might not have an opportunity to do a seminar. We might have some people that want to be on it, hop on it, we'll have a table set up with mics. It's still in the works, we're going to hopefully try to do that, so if you guys want to make it to that show, maybe make an appearance or at least watch the podcast live, Uh, that's what we're hoping to do. So, we're going to see, it's coming up within like a month, so... Is that at the Musky Max?
1: Or
0: is that at the? Outside? It's going to be hopefully at the Ohio. Oh, right now, nice. Tony, we we dropped the idea to Tony. It's not all finalized yet. It might not happen, but we're working at it, and uh, we're going to try to do it at the Musky Max as well. Mm-hmm. Did I hit everything right, Todd?
1: Yeah,
2: I mean even even if it's not. Uh... I, I, I think, I'm, and I'm, I'm sure it's going to be. You know, I talked to Tony. It can be somewhat of an official thing, but we're going to do one anyhow. Yeah. Uh, we're 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 going to one way or the other. We're going to do one either from the booth. I know. I know. I get a couple people to come over and stop and talk talk to us a little bit, and we'll do one live. Maybe while we're sitting there selling baits. and hopefully, I'm selling some trips.
0: Yeah. What I would really like. And I hope I'm not throwing Tony under the bus. I'd like to get Tony behind the scenes, telling us some of them crazy stories I hear about.
1: Mm. Yeah, bar podcast.
0: <laughs> a bar.
1: podcast.
2: He's pretty nervous, and he's pre, he's pretty wound up at those shows. He's pretty he's a pretty busy guy. Yes, he is. To be putting that stuff on. Ian and Greg are running around pretty good here. The day before, guys needing needing stuff and needing tables and. Uh, I'm
0: sure he has some time to swing by. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, he's he's one of the funniest guys I've ever met, in in terms of the stories that he has. Excellent storyteller oh, yeah. too. He is. <laughs> he is hilarious. So hopefully we'll get him on and we'll get him loosened up a little bit, mm-hmm. and he'll he'll tell us those stories. So I guess we'll end it there. Yeah um fatty z musky products on facebook muddy creek fishing guides on facebook friend todd young if you want to see all the stuff on muddy creek fishing guides do both double whammy triple whammy fattyzmusky.com and mcfishingguides.com and uh thanks for listening and good luck fishing if you still can go